There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live, coast to coast. 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. Action-packed hour for you this Wednesday. We're going to be talking to Steelers. Boo, as a fan, I don't like this conversation, but you got to have it. You get the Vegas truth here no matter what we take off the fan hat. Also, how should these college football teams be responding? How should we be responding, really, to the way the college football bowls have gone? Because that's going to help us handicap the championship game. Also, head coaching vacancies and the first Vegas look, the first Vegas look at the four NFL playoff games. And leading the way with that one, one of the pros who know, Steve Fezzik, NFL expert, also with all the college knowledge, Brad Powers, sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. But you can't have pros without Joes. He is 
Jonas Knox. Always good to be here and a happy new year here on Fox Sports Radio as we come to you live here on Straight Out of Vegas from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And we start in the NFL as the drama continues in Pittsburgh. The latest Mike Tomlin speaking with reporters earlier today about Antonio Brown's absence in week 17. A lot of disappointment, some back and forth. One report from Jason Lock and Forrest says Antonio Brown has requested a trade. Mike Tomlin has denied that. Regardless, not a good 24 to 48 hour look for the Pittsburgh Steelers and RJ, your guy, Antonio Brown. Huh, I don't know when that started. <laughs> I, listen, I appreciated Brown because from my distant perspective and also as a Steeler fan, here was a late-round draft choice that worked exceptionally hard to become one of the best receivers, if not at certain points, the best receiver in the NFL. And I think it's important to realize every rich person – didn't have it handed to him, and every professional athlete, it didn't come easy for them. In fact, I would make the case at the highest level, you rarely, if ever, have someone that doesn't underperform their talent unless they work really hard. Meaning, think about a Randy Moss. As much talent as anyone has ever had, probably, physically, in the NFL, I think most would say he underperformed his talent, his great Hall of Fame career, he certainly could have been much better. You would expect him to have been much better. Let's go down the list. Jeff George, some would say Aaron Rodgers. We can go down. Now you look at the guys that seem to be the hyper workers, Peyton Manning. Yeah, he was tall and all that, but doesn't strike you as a world-class athlete. But maybe the best quarterback in the regular season, I think, it's fair to say, ever, ever. And then you look at the guys like a Tom Brady, right? There's the famous picture of Tom Brady. So to me, it's too much cynicism for me. And the thing about cynicism is it's a bias, meaning if you're cynical, you're not looking for the truth. Your nature is to be negative. Your nature is to judge others cynically, right? We want the Vegas truth here. So I'm not, I don't spend, I probably have spent in the months we've been on the air with Straight Out of Vegas, I've probably spent, I don't know, 20 minutes talking about all these pro athletes these days. But I do think now is the time to have that conversation because, you know, we were thinking about it before the show. And, and I'm going to ask a big question Why do we watch the NFL? Why is the NFL? Such fanaticism with so many people, fan fanaticism. Why? One of the first things in the discussion was, oh, the athleticism. It's like, okay, I think there's some truth to that. Seeing some of the things that the players can do, it is amazing. We're all humans, but we can't do that. But you can say the same thing about the decathlon. You can say the same thing about the triathlon. Go down and up the list. I'm not watching much track and field in non-Olympic years, and most of you aren't either. So it's not just athleticism. Number two, oh, it's just so entertaining. Man, the games are just so good. It's like, okay, 
under that theory, if there was some sumo wrestling that was that good streaming on this pirated app you could only get <laughs> if you had an air gap computer or whatever, how many of us would be watching that? Some of us for sure. Some of us perversely, perhaps. Oh, look, we're watching sumo wrestling. I wish there were odds on this. All right. But <laughs> I think there's a cultural element to this that's more than just how entertaining the NFL is. Otherwise, now think about this. Otherwise, we would watch games from five years ago, especially games if we didn't remember the outcome. Imagine, I can't remember how Kansas City did in some typical game five years ago, but I never find myself watching those games. So if it weren't for the cultural collective, hey, did you see that game at the water cooler? If it's just how entertaining the games are, I still watch The Godfather. doesn't matter that other people aren't watching The Godfather at the same moment I am. I mean, I guess a lot are, but not the people I know necessarily. On My people follow me on Twitter. But, boy, Fez, you're a pretty big NFL fan. How often are you watching games from five years ago? Never. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Brad, you're as big of a college fan as ever. How often are you watching uh, Woody Hayes games? Uh, in the offseason, I do. Woody Hayes? Uh, maybe not that far, but games <laughs> from my childhood, I do. <clears throat> But those are games that are nostalgia. Yes. You remember them and you want to kind of relive it. But what about, But in theory, you'd want to watch, if anything, you're making the point, which is there's got to be a connection to this. It's yes. just not how entertaining. And the connection is, hey, we're on Twitter. We're talking to our friends the next day. So I think we agree. It's athleticism is why the NFL is so big. That's part of it, no doubt. The entertainment of the game, how fun it is to watch, is part of it. But it's the connection. It's the connection. Since 1991. So why do you still root? Because I go, I go back to my youth. I remember playing football in the snow, pretending to be Big Pete Johnson, trying to run over someone. Bob Trumpy catching a touchdown So wait pass. a minute. When you were playing in the snow, you were like a power player? I said I was trying. Were you playing against your sister? Trying to <laughs> run over someone. <laughs> but that was your goal, though. You didn't think, I'm going to be fast and slippery or outthink them, like with a sleeper play? No, I wanted to be Big Pete Johnson and just run right through them and it was unsuccessful. That's fascinating. I mean, we could spend a whole show on that, but we'll move on. RJ Bell straight out of Vegas talking about why the NFL is popular and what the Steelers situation means to that. So connection to youth. Brad said it too. Connecting to these games that meant something to me. And, and I think that's true. And I mean, think about Bob Costas, right? What is he, 70? And to this day, Bob Costas talks about Mickey Mantle the center fielder for the Yankees when he was a kid. Now, obviously today there's more scrutiny on players. Obviously, if there was Instagram, Mickey Mano would have been in big trouble, I'm guessing. So, But I don't think Bob Costas today, there's been 100 biographies written on Mickey Mano, doesn't think he was some perfect human being. He was an extremely flawed Human, more so than the average human, you could make the case. And we're all flawed. So what did Mickey Mano love about him? Some of it's his youth, but I think some of it is the purity of the purpose within the game. Right? Obviously, you can do things, murder, uh, assault, that it doesn't matter how pure your game is, people aren't going to connect with you. But if you're out drinking, you're carousing, 
You know, as long as it's within the bounds of the law, I think most of us are going to say, okay, I wish he didn't, but okay. Some might say, I like that he does. But none of that really matters. It's, you know, Jim Brown, if you think, you know, I was at a Christmas dinner and there was a fellow there who was like 75, almost 80 probably, was talking about Jim Brown and the running back for the Browns. Some say the greatest football player of all time. He, now this guy probably had zero chance of sympathizing with Jim Brown's politics. He was a very political figure back in the day, still is, but when he was a you know, world-famous athlete, he had that soapbox, and he used it in a way that a lot of people didn't like. And, but all that fades away for most people. And what you remember, if you were there, and I wasn't, but my dad was, he talks about Jim Brown with reverence. It's like Jim Brown. He just says the name like that. It's about the purity of his game. It was winning. It was playing exceptionally well. And to me, I can excuse a lot, but if you're not playing to win, if you're not playing as part of a team, then to me, what's the point? Like, what are you offering me? And that's why I don't like baseball anymore. I used to be a fan. The purity of it, RJ, was a guy would ground out and he would hustle to first. Yeah, see, I get it, but this is too that's that's way too decimal pointy. I get it. We can all debate, oh, do you stand after the home run? Do you flip the bat? You know, Mark the Bird Fidrick back in 76, you can debate that. Jim Bowden, ball four, for those, you know, when I was growing up, a great book about the different eras. It was like a diary of baseball. And I, I think we could debate that. But this is bigger. They, everyone wants to win. They might think there's a slightly different way to do that, but not sacrificing, you know, to the uh, second baseman to get the runner to third with no outs. Uh, yeah, we can debate that's hurting the team, but we're talking decimal points. That player is playing hard to win. For the most part. Well, I disagree in baseball because I see so often when I, whenever I watch the game, guys don't hustle to first base like they used to, RJ. It's just a fact. All right, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone that wants to hear about hustling, Fez's Twitter is at Fezzik Sports, (laughs) F-E-Z-Z-I-K. I'm guessing you add no followers in the next 10 minutes. Zero is the (laughs) over-under. I'll probably lose 100. But to finish my point is if a player isn't playing to win, if that's not his focus, then what's he offering? To me, nothing. Because that's what I – these guys aren't deep thinkers typically. I haven't talked to or read many, listened to many that I'm like, wow, that guy should be a professor. Not saying they're dumb. Just not – they're not known for that. Right? They're not known for what? They're known for one thing, their athleticism. And that it's only purpose that I think makes sense, especially to the kids, right? When, you, when I was a kid, I loved Terry Bradshaw because he won. And even if he didn't win, he was trying. I was a big Pirates fan in the 90s. They really wanted to win. And what I'm seeing from Brown, and again, I don't know him, and I, he might be the best person in the world, but from the distance I'm watching, it really feels like how do you root for this team? Because it doesn't seem to be about winning. 
if you can't just get it together for one week when you have a must-win game, to me, that's an indictment. And we can talk about what it means to the Steelers next year, the odds and all that. No, to me what it means is if this doesn't change, one of two things is going to happen. Final point. One is you're going to lose me. You've lost Fezzik already, probably in the <laughs> mid-'80s, it sounds like. But you're going to lose me because not as a batter. I'll still treat it like widgets. But as a fan, if they don't care about winning, why should I care about winning? And number two, with the kids. Because on one hand, you could say the kids are not going to relate to it either. Or maybe more dangerously, the kids do. And then it's a whole generation that winning is secondary. And I think with sports, that makes no sense to me. When we come back, speaking of winning, what a college football last couple of days. And the biggest bet that I have made on this show, I'll tell you if I won or not. We got fireworks next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will dive into a wild finish in a college football bowl game that has a lot to do with this show. We have a ton of fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you each weekday right now on the Strip. 47 degrees, and the neon is chugging. Speaking of the weather, this is the coldest it's been since we started the show. So feel bad for us, America. 47 <laughs> degrees. But there was some good news associated with that. I have a, you know, I get my hair cut every four or five weeks, I guess. But it's right by Green Valley Ranch that has one of the best buffets of the local casinos. And I never go out for lunch during the week and have a buffet. You know, I'm working at night. You think I'll go take a couple hours. I just don't. I think it's probably a habit not to get into long lunches at the buffet on a Wednesday, right? But when I get my haircut, I always think, can I get to that buffet after? So I schedule the the haircut so it's over right right when lunch is starting because that Green Valley line is so long typically. You can only get there during off time. So I'm driving up. I'm all happy. And lo and behold, there's some senior citizens discount. And, and the line's like an hour long. But, hey, don't worry. Don't worry. I went to a really good pizza place in there and got the pizza. And here's where it all comes together. I have to take out pizza. Because it's so cold, I kept the windows down about halfway in my SUV. And the pizza's just sitting out in the office parking lot, staying nice and chill. So, All's well that ends well. (laughs) Guys, uh, speaking of chill, it was a chill night for Georgia. Uh, No pun intended, as Texas made a quick work of Georgia early on, taking a lead early in Atlanta at the Sugar Bowl. Final score, the Longhorns 28, Georgia 21. RJ, what was the biggest takeaway on the Sugar Bowl? Boy, complex. So many takeaways. We got Brad Powers, all the college knowledge. What was your number one takeaway? 
Uh, you know, duct tape shoe guy is going to say, hey, Georgia wasn't motivated. They, they treated the game like they didn't <laughs> care. It's not what I saw in the game. I thought Georgia generally played a pretty clean game. No penalties for Georgia until the fourth quarter. Usually if a team's, you know, not buttoned up as far as preparation, you see a sloppy game, bunch of turnovers, bunch of penalties. That wasn't the case in this Georgia-Texas game. Two-way man, Texas beat Georgia up front at the line of scrimmage, which to me was shocking. That was the weakness, the major advantage Georgia had coming into the game. The fact that Texas outrushed Georgia nearly 3-1, to one, to me, the biggest takeaway is Texas is on their way to being back. Yeah, I think they're back, huh? I mean, well, back to find is what? Uh, to me, back for Texas is legitimate top 10. I don't know if they're quite there yet. They're probably recruiting class short. So, a couple things. Here's one thing you need to know why you should be very careful trusting Twitter. Most decisions that aren't obvious are, by definition, complex. Right? I guess it's a spectrum, right? It's not just complex or obvious. But maybe the way to say it is most tough decisions, most non-obvious decisions aren't obvious. Okay, makes sense. How often do you see people on Twitter saying, you know, it's a tough one. On one hand, you could say, how does Texas dominate the game without Georgia having some motivational disadvantage? But on the other hand, and Brad, you were very savvy, here's some of the signs of motivational disadvantages, such as a lot of penalties, starting slow, blah, blah, blah. And you take through them and said, not necessarily a bunch of those in this case. Like, it, we're not sure. But then you see people on Twitter. I'm talking people with blue check marks. People that's supposed to know better, or at least, yeah, supposed to know better might be the right way to say it. <laughs> Saying things like, oh, you're an idiot if you think this game means anything when it comes to how great Georgia is. It's like, well, why play the game then? And here's the fact, Brad, that I want you to affirm or potentially disagree with. The line in your – and I think your college power ratings are as good, in my opinion, slightly better than anyone's I have access to. Your power ratings had Georgia favored by 13 in the game. Yep. The line was about 13. Mm-hmm. So if there's supposed to be some big motivational disadvantage perceived by the market, the line would have been two, three points less. Then the power ratings say, saying, yeah, Georgia's 13 points better, but here's a, a soft spot for them motivationally. Thus, the line's 11, 10 and a half, right, Faz? That's the way the market would handle it. Absolutely. And actually, the market came down to 10 and a half, and then all the money came on Georgia on game day. The line went back so short, up to the, 13. And the most representative line is right before kickoff, and it was right around 13. The market said, we don't see some big motivational disadvantage. Doesn't mean there wasn't one. But, boy, if you watch the game and you can't – if the only reason you think there was some big motivational disadvantage for Georgia was because they lost, that means the SEC can never lose in your mind. Because <laughs> if they win, oh, we're dominant. If they lose, we didn't try. Now that that sounds like a, that sounds like a great Vegas gambling spot. That's a free roll. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I think you've got to say that this is an indictment of Georgia. And right now, Brad, last question. If you did your power rankings, where's Georgia? I still am number three. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, 
You, you, I don't want to use the word idiots. <laughs> it's just like, so George, is there anything Georgia could do? Well, that I they want to be number three. Is there anything? What could they do? Well, it's what more, could they do? It's more like what? So you're not case, answering. What could Georgia do to drop from three? Yeah. Well, it's more about the other teams not coming. So Ohio three. State, Georgia is clearly better than Ohio State. By about a point. No, yeah. I hear. I didn't ask by how many points. I said, is Georgia better than Ohio State? Yes. And and the fact that Ohio State dominated the game and the fact Georgia got dominated, that ain't changing your mind. That's not changing. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, it would be. How coming. much? How much did you downgrade Georgia? A couple points. Jeez. What, what's Georgia's best? What's Georgia's best wins? Georgia's best win. No uh, one's going to call and give yeah. you any help. Florida, <laughs> Florida, Kentucky. And I would argue probably best performance came in a loss against Alabama. First 50 minutes of a game that ended up being a loss. Okay, let's set that one aside for a minute. So Kentucky was their second best win. Yeah. Wow, this sounds like an amazing team. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Guys, uh, this is the moment I have been waiting for. We go to the Rose Bowl next on Straight Out of Vegas, where Ohio State beat Washington 28 to 23. RJ Bell, what is the Vegas perspective on what we saw in Pasadena? You know, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have been so tough on Brad. <laughs> Brad's got a story to tell. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Ohio State favored over uh, Washington. Me and RJ made a bet on it, first and foremost. I made a bad bet to begin with. I uh, gave RJ seven because I was fully confident the Buckeyes would easily win and cover over Washington. I gave RJ an extra half point, and the reality was I gave RJ an extra one, one and a half points. The market, I thought, would have Ohio State favored by at least seven. Nuh-uh. Money came in on Washington. Closing line goes five and a half. So, RJ, you had a wonderful bet before the game even kicked off. Yes, it's true. Now, here's <laughs> here's the question. When you were winning late, for, let's say entering the fourth quarter, how were you feeling? Describe your emotions from, was, the, from deep down. I was feeling awesome. I mean, because... Now, because let's be honest, it got to six and a half. You gave me seven. Yep. And the money came in hand over fist. Boom, 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 boom on Washington. And it closed what, five? Five, five and a half. Five. I was very concerned at that at point. At that point, you were thinking, man, RJ was right. Yes. But then when it got to be the third quarter, or let's say the fourth quarter, and you uh, were winning handedly, were you thinking, oh, I'm lucky to win this game? I was on no. the wrong side. Was there any of that? Not none whatsoever. I was thinking, how stupid. What what a bunch of idiots who took Washington. Are you kidding me? Have they watched Washington and Ohio State play at so all? You this were, year? So you were feeling like, oh, all those millions of I mean, Fez, if you had to bet, how much money was bet on Washington in the last couple hours? I mean, it had to be a couple million, right? To move the market like that across the world? At least, because some the public was all still betting Ohio State, RJ. And the line just crashed. Exactly. It was like the game was over before so it the started. the line move was against the public, who was betting millions themselves. So what you're saying, Brad, is that you were thinking a variation of, oh, uh, those wise guys can move the number, but uh, they, don't know, they don't know college football like I know college football. Exactly. You were. Sitting in yes, your, absolutely. Sitting in, uh, how many square feet your apartment? 
1,300. You're sitting <laughs> in your 1,300 square foot yeah. apartment saying, I know more than the million-dollar syndicates. Yes. And then at what point did you start getting worried? Uh, when it became 28-17, because I thought it was the worst-case scenario. If the Buckeyes were up a, a one touchdown, then I think that the, the effort on defense is more. The fact they were up two scores, it doesn't matter if we give up an extra touchdown. Their interests, and you've said this right, weren't aligned with my interest at that point. But if they only up one touchdown, you wouldn't have been covering against RJ. I'd have been pushing. <laughs> that would probably been worse. You know, that might have been bad. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I would have given up the 1,000 in order to the, the, the yes. half point he gave me making a difference. Well, it was not likely, but certainly could have happened when Ohio State was running back the failed two-point conversion. <laughs> yeah. They almost made it in the end zone. Brad, you were rooting for it. Yeah. You're saying that like a minute, a minute. It's like, well, yeah, obviously. So you made the biggest bet of the year on Ohio State. Yes, I did. And you, <laughs> what do you think the odds were entering at the low point for Washington to cover, Fez? What were the odds? 5%? I think about 8% for Washington. I mean, you're sitting there with your biggest bet of the year, 92%. Mm-hmm. And now we're spending six, seven minutes just harassing you on national radio. I mean, guys. If you're thinking of becoming a bet, listen, if you listen to Straight Out of Vegas and you don't love your job, you got to think how great would it be? How great would it be to be with RJ and the, yeah, RJ's going to be tough on me, but he's doing it for the listener. So that's fine. Well, listen, you can be 92% on your biggest bet of the year and you're going to get harassed <laughs> for about seven minutes. That's how tough it is to be a professional batter. Yes, and this game opened favorite minus four and a half, Brad. It closed favorite minus five. The favorite won by five. You had the favorite, and you lost. Well, that shows you you want to get the best number. I have one last thought on this game, final one. There was no doubt about it. I was confident, let's just say, even entering the fourth. (laughs) Sure you are. When we come back. The first Vegas preview on all four NFL playoff games. That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Byer. Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers today addressed the absence of wide receiver Antonio Brown for their season finale last Sunday against Cincinnati. I'm not going to speculate in terms of where the discipline might go and things of that nature. Just know um, that it's going to be addressed, and it will be addressed, and needs to be addressed. Uh, for obvious reasons. And one of the reasons there's going to be discipline? After uh, Friday's business was done, it became difficult to, to communicate and catch up with him. I wasn't able to communicate with him on Friday evening or Saturday morning. So when we had our Saturday morning mock game, a walkthrough, and he was unavailable and we hadn't communicated with him, then it became something altogether different. Tomlin says that they have not received a trade request from Brown or his agent. Browns are set to interview former Packers head coach Mike McCarthy for their head coaching vacancy. That interview is scheduled to take place on Thursday. University of Houston officially named Dana Holgerson as the school's head football coach after eight years at West Virginia. No LeBron James for the Lakers tonight out against the Thunder because of his groin injury. Celtics playing without Kyrie Irving against the Timberwolves because of an eye injury. Jonas, back to you. Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas comes to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, we'll have best bets and a look ahead to Wednesday night in the world of sports. I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. You know, Jonas, as a fan, does it feel like that the Big 12 
Josh should be better than Houston? You would think so. Yeah. You, I, I mean, listen, I've been to Morgantown, so I relate. I can understand, right? <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, <laughs> listen, you know how Sarah Palin grew up and she could see Russia? <laughs> right. I could see West Virginia. Okay. I was two blocks from the river. <laughs> and uh, let's just say this. My, my sister, I have one sibling. My sister was born in Wheeling, which is right across the way West Virginia. I was born in Ohio. Belair, which is the hometown of Joey Galloway, actually. And when you have a passport, it just says your state. It says Ohio, USA. Well, my sister's passport says West Virginia, USA. She says she gets a lot of looks when she uses that passport. So <laughs> I'm not judging, but... Well, speaking of looks, let's take a look at Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. And, RJ, we're going to start with the AFC South matchup in Houston. It kicks off Wild Card Weekend. It sees the Texans right now on pregame.com, a one-and-a-half-point favorite hosting the Colts. So, fast three for home field. Vegas is telling us Colts are the better team. Number one factor. Let's get the big factor first. Boy, the Colts are really playing well, RJ. Since week seven, which is right about the time that Andrew Luck got healthy again, this is a team. Now, that, how do we know that? I just. You could just tell. He wasn't right. Remember when the Hail Mary game, that was this was early in the year, and they had to bring in Brissett to be able to throw the ball in the end zone. It was only 50 yards. Stuff like well, that I'm not saying happening. he was. I'm not, but how do we know how far he can throw the ball? I mean, are we seeing him throw it 70 yards now? I'm, I'm seeing him with be- much better arm strength here. And the only reason I ask is I think it's dangerous to try to explain results in hindsight. It's the old famous, hey, anytime I have my sunglasses on, my car starts. But if I take them off, it doesn't. Probably not correlated. Fair enough. And he did get back. No, his- and I'm not saying I just say what you're just saying watching the games as they started winning, you he seemed to be the better quarterback. Very much better with better arm strength. Now he did get much better pass protection as well. Okay. So we're saying Lux healthy and what? I don't understand the main point on the game. Well, with a healthy luck, I've got the Colts right now as the number eight team, better than Houston, RJ. I'm concerned that I have the Colts underrated because I'm still factoring in some of their one and five start, and I wonder whether I really should be giving that very much weight. So what you're saying is the number one factor to you is, and this is an interesting one because ultimately you got to know the questions to ask before you can get the right answers. And it sounds like what you're asking is this. There's only 16 games in a regular season. There's only, what, four months or so, a little bit more, I guess. So the question is, if it's only a four-month season, do you count all 16 games? Or do you find these points somewhere during the year and say, something changed here, and I'm only going to consider the games from then on? What's dangerous is sometimes that's what? In this case, nine games for the Colts? Ten games. Ten games. Imagine you had uh, the worst team in Major League Baseball is going to go seven and three during their best ten-game stretch. So we crave more games in the NFL. I think you got to be super careful, and I know you agree with me, saying, oh, these games don't matter because of this. Whatever that this is, it better be strong. Agreed, and I think you got to go ahead and wait. Some of these results early in the year that were poor for the Colts, it's just not as much waiting as the most recent results. Yeah, but you're saying the same thing. 
You're saying you're not going to wait all games the same. If, I mean, no one says you're going to throw all those games out like they don't matter. Right. Since just the last 10 games, I can make the case easily the Colts are the uh, best of the team other, in the of, AFC. The, of the other eight, or I guess there's what? Uh, 12 playoff teams, right? Yes. Yeah. Is with the 12 playoff teams, how many of them are you not going to take their whole season? How many of them are you going to say, I'm going to make an exception? None. All right, so the Colts are the one team. You just said you're going to do it with the Colts. Yeah, the Colts are the one team. That <laughs> How many? None. You just said you're going to do it with the Colts. Other than the Colts. Oh, yeah, 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 the Colts, the Colts. Other than the Colts. All right, so the Colts are the only one, that, and that's because the eye test tells you Andrew Luck looked better. Exactly. Ooh, that seems shaky to me. You know, Jonas, let's do this. I want the audience to kind of ponder that. <laughs> so when we come back, we'll finish the three other games and give you the best bet of the night. That's coming up next here on Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you always wanted. He is R.J. Bell, the voice of Vegas, money-making time, next here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, the voice of you, the fan. We already touched on the Colts and the Texans. If you missed that earlier in the show, you can check it out on the podcast after the show is over. Now we transition to the other three games in wildcard weekend in the NFL, where the Cowboys are a one and a half point favorite hosting the Seahawks. Yeah, that Colts, that wasn't real good analysis, Jonas. So I would skip, if you listen to the pod, maybe skip that 90 (laughs) seconds. In this game, hey, got a self, got a self critique. Seattle, a lot of people are letting the narrative of, wow, this team lost the Legion of Boom. Finally, Seattle's going to get their comeuppance. Pete Carroll's not that good of a coach, but lo and behold, in the playoffs again, that's a heck of a story. But if Seattle was supposed to be a Super Bowl team and they were playing on the road. Wild card weekend, we think disappointment. Now we're thinking, wow, exceeded expectations. But let's ask ourselves, what is the big question about Seattle? It's always pretty much during the Pete Carroll era, how do they do on the road? Maybe the best home field advantage in the NFL, Seattle, but typically a big drop off on the road. This is their four road wins Arizona, worst team in the NFL. Oakland, second-worst team in the NFL, some would say. Now, this is Seattle's road wins. Detroit, and then Carolina, which sounds pretty good, except they were in the middle of the Panthers of a seven-game losing streak. So the two worst teams, the Lions, what, the fifth, sixth, seventh-worst team, and then a team in the middle of a seven-game losing streak, Carolina. I'm not saying Dallas is the side yet. I'm saying let's pump the brakes on Seattle, especially on the road. Next up, we go to Baltimore where the Ravens are hosting the Chargers. Baltimore is a three-point favorite right now on pregame.com. And one of the things Fez has been, he hasn't had a straight job for about 20 years. He used to be an actuary. Boy, I'd love to go back in time and see that. Talk about a 1,200-square-foot apartment. What was he doing? We don't want to digress. One of the great things of being in Vegas for as long as Fez has been is you start to see patterns. 
And Fez, one of your favorite patterns is when there's an upset and then there's a follow-up game. Explain it. Yeah, so if you're favored, if you're home and you're favored, you're supposed to win like the Chargers were week 16 against Baltimore, and you lay an egg and lose. So outright, you lose. Lose outright. Even better if you lose by margin like the Chargers did and get outplayed. Then I circle the game and say, if these teams play down the road at the other team's home venue, I'm going to look to bet that better team on the road with revenge and making the right adjustments for the loss they had prior in the year. Hmm. You almost had that where it made sense. So (laughs) I get it when you say the idea that you lose the game, now you're at home, and and or now you're on the road and it's like you're going to take this game super seriously and you're going to look and question like what did we do wrong like you and I are going to have a long conversation after the show what did we do wrong then you change the other team's going to be fat and happy I get it and I think that it probably doesn't apply as much to the playoffs because I think everyone's max motivated in the playoffs but I do think with Lamar Jackson especially that the more familiar teams become of him, he's sort of a one-trick pony right now. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just don't think you can keep running this much. And my feeling is the second time around, kind of like rookie pitchers in baseball can be a problem, and the fact that Baltimore won means they might be even more inclined, as your theory suggests to to stay status quo. And I think if Baltimore stays status quo, there's going to be big gains from the Chargers schematically. I think that's advantage Chargers. The final game in wildcard weekend in the NFL sees the Bears a six-point favorite hosting the Eagles. So the Bears a six-point favorite. Faz, what's your number one factor? Keep it simple for this game. I believe that Foles, the way he's currently playing, could actually be an upgrade over a Wentz quarterback that was not close to 100%. You know, I think that's a valid point. We think about these teams as a binary or players. They either are playing or they don't play. And to me, you can play and be hobbled and be limited. And Foles, the way he's playing now, and I know it's a small sample size, probably at least equal, if not better, than the way that Wentz, who was hobbled, was playing. And the fact that this line is up to six, I think, is showing a lot of Vegas respect for the Bears. A couple of nationally televised NBA games coming up later. It is the Celtics hosting the T-Wolves. Boston, a six-point favorite. Yeah, this is one, and Fez, we were talking about this earlier. Both teams are fatigued. Minnesota's fatigued. Boston's fatigued. And usually in the NBA, if teams are fatigued, You look to play over the total. Right now, 214 and a half. I would certainly have a lean, lean to over the total points, Celtics, Minnesota. The Oklahoma City Thunder are in L.A. to take on the Lakers. Right now, OKC, a five-point favorite on pregame.com. 20 seconds, fast. With LeBron James out, I still think you've got the Laker brand name, and Oklahoma City would love to beat the Lakers. I would lean to Oklahoma City. So what you're saying is sometimes if it was a Wednesday and it was the game wasn't on TV, LeBron's out, the clearly better team maybe takes it easy. Maybe they get flat. It's on national TV. It's a chance to stomp on the Lakers. So you see OKC staying motivated. I would tend to agree with that. But, boy, I think those young Laker players are maybe better than people think. I'm going to watch it. The Odd Couple is next here on Fox Sports Radio. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.